Paradigms with David Truss and my guest, Dr. John Sarda. John is a founding teacher of Inquiry Hub Secondary, and I've had the privilege of working with him in that role for seven years now. He describes himself as a STEAM facilitator rather than teacher. STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics. And although John isn't teaching math this year, he added marketing to the courses he teaches. Why? Because it was of interest to students and something that he felt the school needed to provide credit for the work our students were already doing. That's the kind of educator John is, always learning, always collaborating, and always empowering students. When we started the school, High Tech High was one of the models we looked at, and so this was a great opportunity for both of us to see the school in action. We also visited Vita Middle, the Vista Innovation and Design Academy, also in San Diego, and this was our reflection after visiting both schools. As usual, links and resources mentioned are in the show notes at podcasts.davidtrust.com. And now, enjoy my learning conversation with John Sarta. I'm sitting with John Sarta. I've had the privilege of working with John for seven years now at Inquiry Hub Secondary School in Coquitlam. One of the, he and I are both. Um, there from the start, along with uh, our colleagues, uh, Alan Soiseth. And so, um, from the very beginning, John, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, well, I'm not sure where to start, but I've been a teacher since 1999. I've worked at two high schools in the district. I've gone on education leave and uh, went and got a PhD in curriculum studies at University of British Columbia. And I've been enjoying the last seven years uh, teaching and learning to teach in a different way at Inquiry Hub Secondary. And I have spent a lot of time describing what Inquiry Hub is. Uh, I'd love to hear from your perspective. Okay, here's my new story on how to explain Inquiry Hub. So Peter Parker, Spider-Man, has this motto on how he lives his life. And that is, with great power comes great responsibility. So, Inquiry Hub takes the corollary of that. So, with great responsibility comes great power. Where does the responsibility come into play? We have this thing called DCL time, which is Dream, Create, Learn. It's about 40% of the student's week. And in that time, they really need to exercise their own personal responsibility, choosing what they need to work on, whether it's for courses or group assignments or, as we would hope they do sometimes, uh, work on passion projects, either inquiry or independent directed studies. And uh, it's in learning to be responsible for themselves, learning to manage their time, learning to be independent and lead others, that uh, they find that they have this power within themselves to, to affect change and spread ideas and do some really awesome things. Nice. Yeah, and so 40% of their time in a week is unstructured in the sense of not being in front of a teacher. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, what we do is we still guide them when they need assistance and we provide resources, time and space for them to work on their projects. And this has been a seven year adventure. And I think um, two years ago we ran for the Smolik Prize in education. And we as educators saw a shift at that sort of five year mark of seeing a culture shift 
around empowering students. And I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think the first three, four years, uh, we're finding our way. We've got students that are early adopters and students that are testing out and, you know, do they really fit within the community or are they really just looking for something different? Uh, and, you know, over time we start to see, oh, these are the types of students that are really enjoying the program. And these are the things that we need do, we need to do to serve them better. And that led us in all sorts of different directions. Uh, for instance, it's how we started doing live action role play or LARPs at school uh, by following what the students were asking for. Uh, it's the reason why we have a directing and script writing course. Uh, it, you know, it, it supported what the students were interested in uh, at the time. And that may change in the future, but we try and uh, support students in the areas that, that they're most interested in. And so five years ago, um, DCL really made that all possible by uh, putting it in place that there was a significant amount of a, of a student's week where they could figure out how they needed to spend their time in order to be as successful as they can be. And um, uh, how did we help? Uh, we continued to just support them with that. But the, the shift too that we saw then was just uh, an, an increase in the number of kids that actually cared for the school and wanted to have some say in, in the direction of the school. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Along with uh, the Dream Create Learn Time, or DCL, um, we also emphasized student leadership. Uh, and so students were rising up to the challenge and task of uh, taking on responsibility within the school, starting clubs, um, even organizing field trips, uh, leading tours, uh, which we began early on, but then just more students became trained in giving tours and uh, as we had people coming to visit the school and seeing what we did. Uh, so I think the student leadership was a, another big aspect that really helped uh, change the school and really take off. And our recent open house was, <laughs> I think, quite epic and <laughs> something that was 100% run by, by kids. And I think that's... Uh... Yeah, well, I don't know if it would be 100% as no. our, as our, um, as our like branding would like to go, uh, <laughs> but certainly it was at 90 to 5% or more yes. run by students, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they developed the idea as fully uh, as they could, and uh, they were responsible for, you know, doing all of the filming and, uh, that was necessary and doing all the setup. Uh, but still, as a school, we provided space, we provided time, we provided resources, we tested out their ideas with them, and we also placed constraints that allowed them to be creative, but still adhere to what was required for, for the time. Even though they would love to go in all sorts of different directions, we told them the timeline, we told them um, what sort of minimum thing they needed to deliver uh, in the two months that they had to prepare everything. And I, th I think that's an excellent point. There, there are two things you mentioned there. And one is, yes, they are doing these things during that time, but there is always guidance. The second thing you talked about is creative restraints, but I'm going to hold off on that because I think that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> sure. What, what I would love to talk about now is we are actually talking from a hotel room in San Diego. Uh, we flew out in, last night uh, about uh, 24 hours ago, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> and uh, we'll be... We'll actually be home at this time tomorrow. Um, we came for two school visits, and tomorrow there's a design camp. But uh, uh, I'd love to chat with you about the school visits. The first one was to High Tech High, 
um, which has been around for quite some time. And actually, one of the schools that when we were looking at developing Inquiry Hub was one of the schools we, we looked at. Um, there's a great resource created by them that called Work That Matters that I always try to plug because it's such a powerful um, resource. Um, but visiting them today w w was a great experience. And uh, we had free reign to walk into any class at any time and, and just check things out and talk to students and talk to teachers. And in preparing to, to have this conversation, we were looking at some of the key ideas that uh, we got there. What would you like to start off with? Yeah, I think uh, first uh, the learning spaces really strike me as an area and I have an interest in that because uh, at our own school, Inquiry Hub, we feel limited at times by spaces and also we're sharing spaces a lot with other teachers and uh, with the students as well. And sometimes we feel like we're, you know, walking on, <laughs> walking right over each other, Top of each other. Uh, uh, you know, trying <laughs> to do uh, one thing after the other. Uh, and so it was nice to see that even in a well-established school like High Tech High that I'd heard about seven years ago and was I've done a lot of have done a lot of reading about it. Uh, it was nice to see that they have similar issues. <laughs> they do have they do have the spaces, but the spaces are multifunctional. You have a lot of art projects within different teachers' classrooms um, who are also teaching math or who are also teaching humanities uh, or teaching shop as well. Uh, so that was interesting to see. Um, the other thing that was interesting is the culture that they've built there as well with um, the trust. They'd have like equipment out in the open. They'd have doors open. And uh, the buy-in of the students uh, was seemed really obvious and observable to me just on a two-hour visit. Uh, they, the students seemed really proud of their school. And, uh, and it looked like they they were really into this culture of what uh, High Tech High is trying to be. Yeah, that, that was impressive. And it seemed um, the relationship, too, between the teachers and the students seemed to be um, one that, that, that you could see the trust uh, bet between them. Uh, one other thing that uh, I think was really powerful was um, the display and sharing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, again, like, with the lens of our own school building activity and we know one of the things that we need to work on uh, more is the sharing of of students learning and accomplishments um, we've done a little bit more of that but to see how far they've taken it at high tech high with their presentations of learning as well as multiple displays uh, walls full of artwork and um, reflections and uh, um, an encouragement to, of you know to to keep learning and and to keep uh, reporting these things and sharing with each other. I think that's really powerful and something that we need to do more of in the future at our school. Yeah, and and it, we had a great conversation with one of the humanities teachers, who is um, actually having the students build a, a camper, a camper for back for his Toyota um, Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah, that's right, and. Uh, that doesn't seem, sound like humanities <laughs> English, um, but uh, you know we see we saw some of the previous projects and some of the books that he created um, following the work that he did. Yeah, and that leads to the interdisciplinary projects that are really impressive and uh, certainly motivating in terms of what we can try and do a lot more of uh, at a school like Inquiry Hub. Um, is finding a project that the students can really get behind and yet there's so many facets to it that 
uh, they can be building something, but at the same time demonstrating their communication skills, also doing research and understanding the cultural context of what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and then, you know, taking measurements and doing calculations and creating a budget uh, and understanding aerodynamics if, you know, if, if what they're trying to build is a camper or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's, it was really impressive to see what they were able what they're able to come up with in terms of projects. I mean, there was also the art project that, that we saw, which, which was the automaton. Yes. And so there was like an engineering group that figured out all of the gears and the motors and how that would work. Uh, and, but the art teacher helped them conceive of the project itself, how it was going to look and uh, how the different moving pieces would work together to also give an impression of, of art. Yeah. And, and going back to the camper, uh, you know, we asked the question about what. Well, what if someone just isn't interested? Oh yeah. <laughs> and and he talked about uh, you know a girl who had no interest at all, but was doing a podcast to kind of capture the whole experience of what was happening. And yeah, my interesting comment there was that, or and and uh, he said it himself. Everyone, every student chooses a way to contribute to the overall project, and like that was really neat because we do struggle at times with students not choosing how they're going to help. So we have to tell them, you know, and make strong suggestions on here's how you can accomplish the same thing. But it's never the same when a student doesn't come up with themselves. And if the teacher's just telling them, then, you know, it's, it's really not the same effect. And often it doesn't get done or it doesn't get done very well at all. So this idea that you can build a culture where every student sees that they can contribute something to the grand scheme of things and, and the big project, uh, that was really really good deer yeah and and yeah that so that those those alone were, were fantastic takeaways and i thought that the, the time there was well spent from there we took off and went to uh vida which is vista innovation and design academy which is a middle school and um you want to give a little background there uh, background on the school. Middle school, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's a middle school, so that's six, seven, eight uh, there, and they've gone through since twenty thirteen. Seven years ago or something. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. I remember things about five years ago. So yeah. twenty thirteen, uh, they went through a process to change the culture of their school, um, the community buy-in and involvement, which wasn't, uh, <laughs> which is at an all-time low at the time. Um, and, uh, and the method they used to sort of go through it was design thinking. And um, they decided as a staff that the, the design thinking approach was so powerful in terms of their own ideas on how they would change the school that they thought they'd bring it into the pedagogy of how they were going to teach the classes themselves and not simply use it as their own um, way to find solutions to the problems that they were seeing. Uh, so they, they connected that with PBL problem-based learning. Uh, and then they also have brought in, since that time, uh, entrepreneurship into into the mix as well. Uh, and then you were saying something. Uh, well, they brought in the connection. Yeah, yeah. one of the th key things, I think, was um, trying to move a school that, that no kids wanted to go to and kids were actually being bused away from um, into a school that they, wa they wanted the... Um, Eric, uh, the principal of school, was saying what we did was we looked first you know, at that design process, realized it would have value with kids, but then moved to that next level of saying to the teachers, 
what is it you really want to do? Yeah, right. And looking at the empathy of what what will bring you to school and find joy in school every day um, and starting there. Yeah, like what a great starting point. Like what would you, what are you passionate about and can you create a project that the students would then, you know, off of your passion, get, really get into it. And so there's the example of um, making the skateboard, yes. the skateboard deck. Um, like that was, yeah, what a great idea. Uh, there were the robotics racers that they were developing as well. Um, so that was terrific. And they also had the eye, what did they call it? The eye, that room, the, I can't. the eye lab or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a place where they could do these quick prototypes uh, using cardboard, duct tape, glue, cloth, um, bottle caps, bottle caps, uh, and and they were expected to solve a problem and prototype it, and then be able to uh, able to share and present on on what they'd done. And that was a key thing. Even for high tech high, they they emphasize this idea of public speaking and getting comfortable with with presenting and sharing your ideas, and that's really powerful too. Yeah, and we, we've seen the power in that as well in our school. Um, in, in me talking about the, the teachers bringing the passion, their passion into the school, the next step once that happened was how can we make sure every kid has a passion that they bring in? And so they have this uh, exploration block where students are choosing from the, the, the teacher passions, they're choosing sort of these uh, special um, explorations based on these passions. Um, but they try to get them all into the ones that they're interested in so that every kid had a reason every day. And, and mm-hmm. as busy as their schedule is and as, as high needs as the students were in making sure they met all the curriculum, it, you know, there were some explorations where kids missed it because they were working specifically on language or development skills. But this one X block that was uh, teacher-driven, it was like every kid gets to do this and have this passion that they right. go after. Right. And interestingly, um, High Tech High uh, also had uh, X block, an X block yes. as well, right? And then for us, we have the DCL um, block as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's interesting, this connection between the different programs of trying to offer opportunities for students to explore their interests. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and finding those interests. One of the things that I, uh, that I really love about John is he's had so many preps to do 16, 18 preps in a year <laughs> uh, where he's, you know, it only, may only be four or five students in, in one or two of those classes, but he's providing that option anyway, where he's providing a full course for a student during the year. And um, this year we took the math off of your STEAM Yes. And you managed to maintain the, the letter M anyway. <laughs> and do you want to tell us a little bit about how that evolved? Yeah, well, you pointed it out at, yeah. at a recent open house we had. Uh, but marketing and promotion became a really big thing. The reason is that two years ago, uh, students really wanted to uh, have, have an effect and contribute to the school by creating branding for the school. So they redesigned our logo um, they created an event called IHUB Roadshow, which took students on tour around our district to explain to middle school students w- that what our school was was all about and how it was an option for them to apply to. Uh, and then they also took over our our open house as well. Uh, so they were spending many hours coming up with the promotional material, um, coming up with themes the look of it, the format, uh, rehearsing, getting students to prepare scripts for it, 
um, coordinating photos as well and and more video and then um, and then telling the teachers what they needed and when they needed it. Uh, so I felt like it was important that they get credit for this. And since they were doing it anyway, marketing and promotion was a terrific fit in, in our curriculum. Uh, and then as I was studying marketing, well, I got really interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been working with the students a lot. And I, I think they've commented a few times, but they're really excited about the course because uh, we're covering lots of things. We're covering um, how to make a viral video or, or how to make a video that is very likely to, become, to go viral um, and how that fits into gaining trust and attention um, from people that you might consider your true fans and how then you can monetize that and actually make a living by doing the work that you love to do. In fact, that you can continue studying your passions outside of high school and figure out how that could lead to an income. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then we also talk a lot about um, a lot about story and the importance of story in communication and spreading ideas and in the for marketing and for advertising as well. Excellent. Any final thoughts on the day? Uh, just it was it was a long day, but really awesome with meeting wonderful educators from other parts of Canada, from parts of California. So that was terrific. Uh, but I think it was really affirming to see that it took us seven years to get somewhere. It took other schools five years, six years to get to similar uh, conclusions around what might make for a better schooling uh, environment for students in this day and age. Uh, and so that was good. And to see that people struggling still with the same problems that we have. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of nice to know you're in the same boat and uh, and and the boat is packed with like really well-meaning, uh, highly intelligent people who are working hard to try and create better experiences for students. Yeah. And, and for me, this this is the new the new conference for me is visiting schools that are doing things well yeah. and figuring out um, what our takeaways are. I know that uh, we have a spotlight coming up uh, where we're going to have all of our students featuring some of their work. But uh, I think one like immediate takeaway is what is a product they can leave behind that we can like share on our walls and to display and to create a little bit of history um, where uh, when people come in, they're, they're not, it's not just our job to tell them this is what we do, but it's shared on our walls and in our spaces as a, a part of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> well, it's quarter after 11 at night, and we've had quite a day, and I've forced you to now to stay up a little later as we have uh, no this. But uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to have another conversation uh, again. But, but uh, if you're interested, um, High Tech High uh, is one of the schools, um, Vista Innovation and Design Academy, they both have amazing resources around uh, design. Work that matters is one that I mentioned. And then um, Vista has, uh, I'll, I'll share a link to it, but uh, six innovative ideas. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we are at inquiryhub.org and now it's slash for teachers or teachers. Do you remember uh, where we? Inquiryhub.org. Uh Right now it's slash smallick. <laughs> okay. It, we will have something for teachers. It might even be teachers.inquiryhub.org. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, when we have it, we'll share it. But uh, we're, we're applying for a prize once more. And
that's our focus. Uh, once that's over, we'll shift it over to just resources for teachers to share the things that we do. Thanks, John. Yep, no problem. Thanks. If you enjoyed learning with me, independent of time, space, and place on this podcast, please remember to give it a like. Thank you.